I'm trying to start the show now. Everybody ready? I'm going to jump right in, you guys. Um, Something huge happened this week. Monumental. International news. There's really only one person that can talk on this topic. Um, McDonald's has reintroduced the high C orange drink. When this happened, my hand to God, I received at least 20, probably more messages saying, please tell Dr. John Paul about the high C or people were really excited about it. So I want to know, John, how did you learn the news? How did you react? How are you feeling today? Tell us everything. So I want to thank everybody who messaged me for my hard work. That was a lot of work that I put into making that happen. I literally would tweet McDonald's every single day, reminding them how ain't shit they are for getting rid of the orange high C. One day I tweeted something and they retweeted me with a smiley face. And that's how I knew my work was paying off. Someone else started a petition and added me. And we both were double teaming McDonald's Uh with the message of Mm -hmm. bring it back. How I found out was that the petition that was started on Twitter, they added me and said, we won. And I tweeted them back, we did it, Joe, with the Kamala uh, gift. (laughs) That is ultimately how all of that played out. Our hard work, and I say ours because I know I had a hand in it. McDonald's knows who I am because I told them that I would remind them daily. The same way that there were people who were reminding that old, that other gentleman who used to be in office how terrible of a president he, mm-hmm. president he was every single day, I was that person to McDonald's. <laughs> and I am so thankful that they listened to the people and brought it back. 2021 is not over. We can, it can be a great year. I'm really excited <laughs> for what's to come. Is it back for good? Is it permanent? It's back it's for there? good, honey. You can Ooh. get yourself a dollar sized high C orange. I'm going. I'm going. Now, Dr. John, today yes. is Thursday, the 15th, 16th, 17th, the 17th or 18th. So yes, by today, yes. Thursday, yes. how many orange drinks will you have had in the last three days? <laughs> so that's the thing. I love McDonald's, but I have to like be in a, I don't know, it's weird. I have to be in a mood for McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I'm hoping, because right now I'm kind of over fast food. We've been eating out a lot these last couple of days. I'm hoping by the time this drops that I will have gotten my hands on it. I'm hoping the craving will find me. But at that, I, I'm I'm hoping to at least said I have had one or two mm-hmm. glasses. Yeah. Well, it. you know what you can do? You can do yeah. a classic Lanahan and get something else, but just drive through for the drink. I do it all the time at McDonald's. I want my classic number seven with that. That will be the mm-hmm. celebration for me. 
What is number seven? Filet? The number seven is the filet fish Yeah. Wow. I've got to know your numbers. How did you know that, Jimmy? Uh, You knew it was the filet fish Who are you talking to, Scott? It is well established. (laughs) Me and Jim are... Uh, we are food. F- we are food amazing. twins. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Food twins. The other day, though, I was at a Taco Bell. My mom loves Taco Bell. As you all know, I'm loyal to the Del Taco. Yeah. But we were at Taco Bell, and <laughs> we pulled up. My mom said, "I want the normal one, which is the five layer burrito." Her her normal is a seven layer, but they got rid of it during COVID menu cutbacks. So I pull up there, and I go. <gasps> The number three has changed. And the woman in the speaker goes, oh, yeah, um, we had to change it because blah, blah, blah. She gave me a stupid answer. And I was like this. Oh, this is unacceptable. Where did they go? Like, I got, like, really emotionally invested. So, yeah. Anyway, John, congratulations. Yes. I just think it is strong, strong work on the high C. If someone wants to send me a debt of gratitude, they can Venmo me. <laughs> To pay for the meal. That that that's that's all I need. Someone can send me seven eighty nine for that's that democracy meal. in action right there. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is Reparations. It a- it's Black right, History Month. Is it a coincidence they're bringing it back on President's Day? I mean, month. the importance is not lost on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or they're bringing it back in Black History Month. That is. Why- I hope it tastes the same as it used to. Why I, I do what I do with the recipe. If it. <laughs> um, oh my God, I can't take it if it doesn't taste the same. I'm so fast. Doesn't we riot if it's not the same? Because let's talk about it, Jim. Let's talk about it. Yes. When Twinkies and Hostess and all that other stuff came mm-hmm. back, none of it tastes the same. That's right. And we all know that. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's going to be my next project is getting them to bring back the original taste of all of the Hostess. But you don't have enough to do? <laughs> you don't have enough to do with your day? You That's, that's what you're going to do? I mean... Yeah, a man, a man but, needs a crusade, Stephanie. Let me Let's tell you honest. something. I know DJP's schedule. You have better things to do. Or I don't Just think you did. Except the monotony. What they did, though, they took the trans fats out of a lot of the stuff we grew up with, mm-hmm. and it does not taste as good because right. it's more healthy. So, yeah. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Put it back. <laughs> it's gonna be my next week with um, I'm going to get an orange drink. I'm definitely gonna do it. Right Listen, away. uh I'm a number nine guy myself. I'm a two. No I'm a two. Know, number nine, two cheeseburgers? I mean it's yeah. fine. See, it's a little but, boring. See, but number nine used to be number two. <laughs> yeah, because that's what number I nine used to be that. too. Yeah, no, number nine used to be number two, but let's make no let's not pretend. It's a happy meal with an extra cheeseburger. You're getting a happy meal. See, well, yeah. what I usually yeah. do, Jim, and here's you know here's my thing. I get the number nine with a with a Dr Pepper, and then I add another cheeseburger. So, so you have three cheeseburgers. I'll have three cheeseburgers. That's really aggressive. That's, that's aggressive. That's, that's that nice. is an artery clog. Yeah, I can um, only eat their pickles. I won't eat anybody else's pickles. Mm-hmm. You know you can get those. That's pickles. not what I heard, Doctor John. How you doing? <laughs> By the way, does anyone else find themselves in the middle of the day just going, how you doing? I just do the how you doing in the drive-thrus when the kids are in the car with me. Oh, 
with those yeah. like, hi, welcome to McDonald's. And I go, how you doing? Like that. How you doing? Oh my God. <laughs> it's a very Wendy Williams thing, but hey, um, parts. before we start the show, I want, because you referenced it twice, I want everybody to hear Christine's version of Joe, we did it because it's really hilarious and it makes me giggle. And sometimes she'll just do it for me on a voicemail. So go ahead and share it with the world, Christine. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the president of the United States. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Truth be told, I always wanted to host The View, but I don't exactly meet the lady requirement. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get my friends together and we're going to start a podcast. Hello, I am Jim Lanahan, and these are my friends. Ready? Let's go. (laughs) All right, you guys, welcome to episode number 50 of the Jim Lanahan and Friends podcast. I want to quickly look around the room. Christine Sinecor. Dr. John Paul Higgins. Well, hello there. Scott Sheldon. How you doing? And PSL. All right, listen, I'm going to be very honest with you. It's our 50th episode. And I wanted to take a second and I wanted to celebrate us. So I have a surprise. None of you know about this. Not even Stephanie know about what's about to happen. For our 50th episode, I arranged a special secret appearance by Broadway star, original companies of Wicked, Footloose, and others, television and film phenomenon. She did the Dirty Dance with Channing Tatum and Magic Mike XXL. Friend of the show, Kathy Deej. Hello. Happy 50th show. You're so major. That is such a big deal. It's, I know how hard you all work, and I'm just so happy that you even asked me to be part in some kind of small way. So um, I hope you have your cakes lit, or perhaps a pot sticker, or... I don't know, a sensible muffin. Because um, we're going to sing happy birthday. Okay, ready? Um, is that a good key? I'm not even sure. Ha, that's a little high. We could do it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Jim Lenahan's crew. to everything happy happy 50th show um so proud of you guys love you kathy deach you guys she's so i love her so much i love kathy deach she is uh i'll tell you when i was in my 20s working on footloose on broadway i didn't know her personally and i would sit in the audience and stare at her in wonderment because she's so 
fucking talented. And then, of course, she went on to be like original Broadway cast of every huge show you've ever heard of, most famously Wicked. She understudied Madame Morrible because she's fucking talented. And anyway, um, it's just such a treat that, you know, she's a friend of our show. And thank you, Kathy. It means a lot. I just love that bitch so much. She's the best. And holy crap, that voice, right? Everybody go. Let me plug her. Go look up Kathy Deach in her um, concerts where she sings heart. As in, till now always got by. You know that song? Go look up all the heart stuff. She is literally channeling heart. It, it's amazing. She is Ann Wilson. So go look at that. It's okay. unbelievable. So much, Kathy. We love you very, very much. And we're 50. We love you, sister. I thought she said cake slit. And I was like, <laughs> Christine. Yeah. yeah. Wait, is that Christine talking or Mistress Christine? I'm not again. I want you to lick my cake slit. <laughs> is that Mistress Christine wishing me a happy birthday? You better enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I love it. Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah? I have one thing to say. Congratulations to you. We're 50 shows in. You said to me almost a year ago, literally um, a year ago, actually, I really want to do a podcast. And we were like, fuck it. We've got to do it. And you did it. Look at it. Congratulations, Jimmy. Yeah. You know, it is funny. I Can I tell you, I knew we were going to have this moment when we were talking to Adam Russo and it's about like recognizing what you want to do, not being afraid of all the things society or the world or your sa- your inner saboteur tell you you can't do and just fucking do it. Just open the door and walk through it, you know? And like, if it wasn't for a number of events, i.e. being stuck at home, pandemic and, and um, having more time because work slowed down and, and being mildly afraid of being horribly depressed all of last year, (laughs) trying to keep my brain busy, I probably wouldn't have done it. But here we are. And I'm so thankful we did because it has really been gratifying. And especially when I think about, I talk about this on the Monday shows, the community we're building with our friends with benefits and the community that we have on Instagram. It means a lot, truly, um, that we are just reaching people. I say this all the time. If you're listening to us, if you're thinking with us, crying with us, feeling with us, that's what we're doing. That's the job. So I'm just thankful for it, you know? And thanks for being here, you guys, because, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but none of you are getting paid. So, um, thank what? you for being here. What? So, what? <laughs> well, maybe one day, now that we have all of our contributors, <laughs> everybody's going to get a number nine value meal with a high C orange. I love what it. Do you I will take it. Add a cheeseburger. Add a cheeseburger. Girl, throw in a pie or a holiday pie. I'm good. Oh, that holiday pie. You could, honestly, I could get so distracted with that holiday pie. But no, truly, like, you know, who knows, like, where we'll be in six months from now. Um, We started this podcast on July 20th. 2020. And here we are, um, February, I think today is Thursday, February 18th. (laughs) 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 
funny that I even try to be yeah. like. It's funny. I, everybody that listens to us knows knows, knows exactly that we're not on third. Yeah. yeah, and I always try. And I don't. And I gotta tell you, I just looked at our friend with benefit, Janine, who was literally mouthing the answer to me, and I was panicking. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Janine. I tried, but um, yeah. So you know, here we are. So how many months is that? August, September, October, November, December, January, February. It is seven months later, and here we are. And uh, you know, so when we get Amazing. to a hundred, we'll have the conversation again. And maybe by the time we get to 150, some big fabulous podcast network like Spotify will be like, we love you. Come work here. And then we all have jobs. Who knows? You know, so. Um, like our last guest said, it just sit and meditate like it's like it's already happened. Yeah, but it, it doesn't happen like Adam Russo. I'm going to become a porn actor. I'm going to get into... Um, because, you know, there there's a market for chubby, bald, white men. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Better get your coin, Jim. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy, I'll follow you anywhere. You want to do Can that? I'm do? in with you, buddy. I'd be Let's so mortified, though, if Scott's like, uh, Jimmy, I saw that new post. Let me tell you. <laughs> Your ass looked so freshly waxed. It was really nice. Hey, Jim, did you get your ass bleached last week? It looks great. <laughs> um, thank you, Scott. <laughs> Can we do... Can I love my new bleached asshole. Sorry, go ahead. Can we do OnlyFans as a group? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll share a mm. login. That won't get messy at all. Mm. I'm just imagining our group text. Stephanie, um, Scott posted another dick pic. <laughs> Ew. Oh, God. I told him once a week only. That's it. Oh, that's so good. Okay, listen, I want to jump right in because we have three segments today. So I want to jump right in. Um, a few weeks ago, I famously asked the friends, what was something that nobody knows about you? And we all gave our answer, and Scott, out of nowhere, divulged a um, incident where he <laughs> pleasured himself with some citrus fruit. And it was the orange bomb heard around the world. People can't stop talking about it. I also want to say, is it a coincidence that Scott fucked an orange and McDonald's brought back the high orange drink all within like a month? I, I think not. You be the judge. Yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> this week on the Instagram, I reached out to our followers and our friends and I said, yo. What are your naughty tales? What are things that nobody knows about you? What are things that you've only admitted to your hairdresser underneath the dryer? Maybe you tell it to your best girlfriend, but only after three drinks. You know what I mean? And then the next day you're like, I don't remember saying that. No. So I got the most amazing responses, and I'm going to share them with you here. Also, I'm reading the answers verbatim. I'm not changing the answers, but I am going to change the names to help protect confidentiality, okay? So none of the names are real names, but the stories and the answers are literally word for word what was sent to me on Instagram, okay? Here we go. Scott Sheldon from Saratoga, New York answered... 
I scheduled a fake appointment with my urologist just so that he would touch my junk. He is hot AF. <laughs> uh-huh. <clears throat> Christine Sinecore from Los Angeles, California said, I went to a sex club in New York City with my boyfriend and I wound up having sex with two lesbians. Oh, way to I, go, Christine. I remember that. That was, nice I mean, job. I remember not Christine. That was really, really, you know. Uh, Jim Lanahan from Palm Springs said, I found my half-brother on 23andMe, and he is the sweetest. And here's what's so funny. You guys, uh, again, these are the real answers I'm reading. I'm just using our names. I was just going to say, did you make, did you just? Yeah, I know. No, I'm just using our names because it's okay. funny, right? Yeah, but, yeah. but these are the real answers. And I was like, that literally happened to me. No joke. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's so funny. Uh, someone wrote this in. <clears throat> I gave my ex-boyfriend a blowjob while we were driving on some sketchy back road in Jamaica. He is Jamaican. Which, by the way, also may or may not have happened to sweet Jim Lanahan in real life. <laughs> Stephanie Laffin from Connecticut answered the question. She said, by the way, it is fun to think about what if Stephanie really answered this question, right? It's funny, it's funny, but you know, again, these are the real answers. I'm just using our names. I had sex with my Jamaican boyfriend after hours at a cafe that had wrought iron tables. The lattice work design on the tables left lattice work bruises on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say, like, did you steal my Jamaican boyfriend? Uh, <laughs> oh, here's here's an answer. Uh, John Paul Higgins from Los Angeles, California, responded. At work, all I do all day is make decisions. So when I am with my boyfriend, I totally submit to him gag ball, floggers, and all. Wow. Okay. Here's a response from my mom at AOL.com. <laughs> By the way, Scott's the only one that really enjoys the fake names. I'm enjoying I really enjoy Scott. Enjoying. Yeah. No one else thinks it's fun. Like me and Scott are <laughs> loving it. <clears throat> Uh, my mom and AOL.com answered, I was a total slut when my husband and I broke up for eight months. I sowed all my wild oats and now we are happily back together. Wow. Here's another one uh, from Scott Sheldon from the Florida Orange Council. <laughs> <laughs> In high school, I used to have sex with my best <gasps> friend's stepfather. I am into older. Okay, now let me tell you. The person that sent this in to me, I've known him for years, and when he told me that, I was like, oh, that is juicy! And my friend that sent that in is a dude, and the best friend was a dude, and the stepfather was a dude. So that makes it even more salacious, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, here's one. Christine Sinecore from ChristianMingle.com wrote. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Back when cell phones came out, I worked for companies that would pay me to text chat with people. Let's just say it often got a little naughty. Oh, Christine. Oh, look at you. How you doing? Jim Lanahan from Palm Springs. 
<clears throat> oh my god, you know what just happened? <laughs> I gotta call you Beast back. Caramel. My cream caramel came back up. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, oh. oh god, someone get the Heimlich <laughs> from six days ago. <laughs> <laughs> From the Monday February 15th show? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Jim Lanahan from Palm Springs. I've always wanted to go there. Sent a second response. My husband doesn't know I have spent over $24,000 on plastic surgery and injectables over the last two years. He told me my pussy was, quote, pretty. Wow. By the way, I don't even know what to make of that. I wrote her back and I was like, how does he not know the money's out of the account? But also, uh, like, what work are you doing that's not noticeable? You're paying too much if it's not noticeable, right? The rejuvenation, is that what it is? I don't know. Uh, Stephanie Laffin from None of Yo Beeswax states, <laughs> I was a phone sex operator for nine years because straight men are tragic and easy. <laughs> And here's one more. One more. John Paul Higgins from KrispyKreme.org responded, I still have scarring on my knees from screwing a dude on the leather seats of my mom's Mazda RX-7. I knew when I was going at it that it was going to leave a mark. But damn, that dick was good. (laughs) So, listen, I think these are amazing. Uh, If anybody wants to share dirty little secrets, we will share them anonymously. I will obviously attribute them to the friends. (laughs) Love it. I mean, Christine may or may not have sucked off a Jamaican on a back road. I don't know. I wasn't there, okay? I'm doing a lot of cruises. I don't remember. Exactly. I mean, there's a lot of Jamaican talk in these, right? You know? So I've had bruises, too. Yeah. I might have bruises on my knees. From a master. Okay, you guys, um, we're going to jump right into a brand new brand segment. Name. Scott developed it with PSL. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting big things. Let's not screw it up. Now, an attitude of gratitude with Scott Sheldon. What are you thankful for? What are you gratitudinous for today? Gratitudinous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, as you know, uh, and I've been through the podcast, people have been discussing with me that uh, sometimes I've been seeming a little down, and there's a lot of stuff going on So, in my life. So, yeah, things have been down, but <clears throat> I have started a new uh, policy of gratitude every morning, and... Uh, and I'm going to tell you a little story about uh, the, you know, the other day I got to do a, a reading for uh, one of Stephanie's friends uh, for Trader Joe's online Upper West Side. I actually, and you guys know I'm an actor, and and so I'm always full of gratitude any chance I get to act. 
any any for anything for you know when anybody asks me to do anything i it just my whole life changes my whole personality changes it's the best now now scott um i learned from adam keith i'm supposed to ask you is this mainstream acting or or no acting <laughs> well uh right now it's mainstream but <laughs> as we discussed on monday you never know what's mm-hmm. next you never good know to know what's next. good to know yeah. thank you for clarifying yeah. sure um so I'm, this is my attitude of gratitude. I am grateful for any chance I get to act. Now, with that being said, there are certain people that I feel should be more full of gratitude when they get the opportunity uh, handed to them or worked with them, such as Gina Carano, who, as we all know, was on The Mandalorian she was an MMA fighter. She she worked very hard to become an MMA champion and got this phenomenal uh, role uh, as an actor on uh, the hit show Mandalorian. And instead, to me, instead of the gratitude that she should have shown, she decided to compare Republicans to the Jews being uh, persecuted in the Holocaust. And she ended up losing her job. Now, that being said... I'm going to pass this along to you guys. What is it that you're full of gratitude for? What is it that you wake up every morning or what is the gratitude that you have for yourselves on a daily basis? What is it that makes you, you Jimmy, are you eating a uh, caramel? How dare you? No, I mean, nothing. Um, by the way just so we pause this Jim and now the secret's out when I make up the bags everyone's snacks are even except if the count is over Jim gets the extra (laughs) yeah I'm not kidding this is probably like my 12th cream caramel right now Higgins over there is like fuck you Stephanie I'm just gonna say it's okay um, I'm really good the shipping label on mine, because I get extras in it, the shipping label on mine, it was a $410 shipping charge, Connecticut to L.A. Thank you. Well, there's some gratitude right there for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to answer this question really basic and a little bit boring. I'm a basic bitch. I'm a basic bitch. I wake up every morning lately, and I think about my health. And I'll tell you why. Ever since my mom's stroke, I think about health in a very different palpable way. And I spent the first year comfort eating and taking care of her and not myself. And I gained a lot of weight. And then I spent the second and third year trying to get back to myself. And it took a little work. I'm here in Palm Springs. I'm feeling actually really good about myself and my... My energy feels up. I feel like Jim again. But I still have a lot of thoughts around health and taking care of myself because I need to be here for her. Mm-hmm. If I kick it before my mom kicks it, my mom is so fucked, right? So I think a lot about it and I wake up every morning and I literally think to myself, and I, when people said this before, I used to roll my eyes and think how trite. But I literally think to myself, okay. I woke up another day. Mm-hmm. Let's make today the best day possible. It really did change everything about the way I view the world. And that also includes 
People annoying the shit out of me. Y'all know I suffer no fools. I do not suffer fools. I have the shortest fuse in the world. You can ask Christine. She knows me better than anyone. I have, I am so black and white. I'm so binary. And if people don't get on the train, I will often leave them at the station because I don't, I don't have time for the shit, you know? In the last few months, though, I have just mellowed and been like, you know what? I can't babysit everybody. I can't pull everybody along to Jim's level of expectation. I I need to just... So my entire outlook has changed. So anyway, what am I grateful for, Scott? I'm grateful for the wisdom that comes with getting older. And I'm grateful for the fact that I'm still here to be able to use what I've learned about myself in the world in the past 27 years. Thank you. Answer over. <laughs> well, it, it also with you, Jim, you know, you're, you're, you're used to like going into a, you know, into a, a show that's, you know, in dress rehearsal and saying, let's go people. We open tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So that easily shifts could shift. I mean, obviously would shift to your day-to-day routine and your personality. So for mm-hmm. you to be able to accept that and, you know, be grateful for that and take a step away from it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Well, I'll tell you just this week, someone said to me, how are you going to handle technical process when everybody is afraid of COVID mm-hmm. and everything has shifted. And I'm thankful for that too. It's going to be right. more employee centric. It's going to be more, what is your comfort level around being inside a theater for 12 hours on Tuesday? Cause we're teching a show by the way, for people that don't do theater, the teching of a show is when you add lights and scenery and all the technical elements to a production on stage for the first time. Mm-hmm. You do that without actors, it's called dry tech. Then you add the actors, it's called wet tech. And then you do a dress rehearsal. <clears throat> and it takes a long time. And uh, so, yeah, to your point, Scott, everything has shifted. And yeah. I'm just thankful. In a way, the last four years dealing with mom stuff has prepared me to thrive and keep going through the pandemic because all of my expectations around what I deserved and any sense of entitlement I ever had just got washed right away. We started again. I built up stronger than I was before the stroke. Pandemic hit and I just relied on what I learned. I'm really grateful Mm -hmm. for that. Awesome. Awesome. Christine? Um, I'd have to say... Along a similar line, I'm trying to be more grateful for what I have and what I've done. I think, I think since I've always had such a like drive and kind of no fear and, and done stuff that other people probably wouldn't like moving to different cities and pursuing like Mm -hmm. what I want to do. It's also on the other hand, very easy to take that for granted. Um, the fact that most people don't do that and most people like our living lives that they're not happy with. So I've just been trying to take more time to be grateful that I'm in a city that I love pursuing a career that I'm excited about, even if it's not happening at the rate that I would like it to. And just being grateful for LA. I mean, it's so easy to shit on this city and there's a lot wrong with it, but it's like, 
it's it's really great place. <laughs> like it's a great city. It's a yeah. great place to live. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The people that are you know, I'm just grateful for the people that I have in my life and my family and friends and experiences I've had. So, yeah. Your new mistress career. My new mistress career. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. A lot going on. I also want to validate this for you, though. Um, you, I'm like this too. Uh, we don't think twice about our life, Christine, but we have led exceptional lives. You know what I mean? Like when I think about like how much, how many different cities I've lived in and and all the people I've worked for and PSL and I talked to a bunch of college kids, I wrote my bio out for them and I submitted it and I read the bio back and I went, (laughs) God damn, that's a good bio. And I, I was like... When did you get all that done? So anyway, kudos to us and, and to you too, B, because uh, everybody I call Christine yeah. privately in our private lives, I call her B. Mm-hmm. Uh, you too, B, because like we have never once stopped trying to find the joy. And I think that's something we should be really proud of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, my whole life's, uh, you know, flipped over back and forth in in seconds about five years ago so uh yeah it's i'm proud of all of us to be honest but now what is uh, what is dr john higgins what's he uh, full of grateful for so um yeah it's interesting and don't you I, say the orange high C because we are i am about not that. going <laughs> to say that i'm not going to be i'm not going to be silly um i i definitely have been thinking about this a lot because um out of everyone who is on this podcast stephanie knew me when i was at my lowest mm. um and stephanie has seen me grow exponentially in ways that i don't think that i ever i even ever would have thought I would have grown. Um, And so I think for me, my biggest thing is, you know, there are moments where, so (laughs) it's funny because like I said yesterday, um, like I said on the last podcast, me and my partner went to Joshua Tree um, and we were walking back to our car and there was a Tesla that was a couple of cars in front of mine. And me and my partner got into a conversation about the Tesla and he just was like, give it a couple more months, give it a couple more years. You know, we're, we're in the process of looking for a house and blah, 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 blah. And there was like this moment that hit me that it was like, like, damn, you're doing it. Like, you came from worrying about where your next meal was going to come from to now being in a car, talking about a home, talking about buying a Tesla. You're able, like, my assistant is a trans non-binary person. I'm able to give them a job. Like, there are all these opportunities that I'm now starting to pass off to other people, opportunities that I never even thought I would even get. Um, and it just, it feel, it's like it's a very interesting world to live in, especially in this whole COVID situation. Situation, right, mm-hmm. like to know that I am I, I I to know that I'm setting an example for so many other queer non-binary Black people to have them reaching out to me and saying your goals or you're doing exactly what I want to do or can you can you help me get to this place? Um, it's just it, it's just a really really good feeling, and so I think that's the thing I wake up for with gratitude is to know that if you know, my family or, you know, someone I love or someone who's really close to me needs something to know that I've done the work to be able to help them um, Mm -hmm. and to be able to continue to help myself. I think that that really just makes me so grateful. So um, I'm just, I'm just thankful to even be alive, honestly, too. I mean, I lost one of my best friends two weeks ago um, and really just sitting with that, right? Like really sitting with this idea that she, in a lot of ways, has 
poured into me about the success I was going to have and that I still get to wake up knowing that I'm working towards it. I mean, like, hell, like I have a meeting tomorrow with somebody from this really big company that I didn't even know I was on their radar. Like that kind of, that kind of stuff is what really makes me wake up every day going, you're really, really doing it. And you've become an inspiration to so many people. So it's not even about me. I think it's really just about knowing that I'm able to give back to people in ways that I feel like people never really gave me in terms of opportunities. Uh, And then I'll lastly say, uh, shout out to the people who said no. Um, I'm really thankful for the people who said no and for the people who thought that they shut the door because I'm buying the land. So there's that. (laughs) You may have closed the door on the house, but I'm going to purchase your land. (laughs) I also... You didn't say this, but we're all grateful for John because, you know, John keeps us uh, on the right path in terms of thought on the topics of LGBTQIA stuff and Black and and Pearson of Color stuff. And like, you know, it's easy for us. We're pretty progressive people on this show, but it's easy for us to say shit because you grow up in the culture that is not where we are today. So anyway... I'm thankful for John too. And orange drink. I'm yeah, I also want to say I'm grateful for Stephanie because um <clears throat> her and I have had many many a conversation in the last few days and or the last you know since we met and she's uh, t- not only is she a phenomenal producer but she's just a, just a sweetheart of a human being so and if I ever make it big or have an acting career, she's going to be my manager in a second. So there's that. Bethany is super nice, isn't she? She's like the most thoughtful friend you could ever She is the most thoughtful person. I yeah. mean, if you say something once on this podcast, it'll magically show up at yeah. your door. That's what I've learned. Yeah. Um, so don't say, you know, I, I want a Mazda. Charm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, I didn't. I actually started to say Maserati, and I actually went to Mazda because I thought I don't want to ask for too much. <laughs> it's going to be the matchbox size, but yeah. I can't. Let me tell a Stephanie story, and then we'll go to break. Um, okay. My mom used to have a dog that she rescued named Jasmine, and Jasmine was a therapy dog. And my mom would take Jasmine to libraries all around upstate New York, but she would also go to orphanages. She would also go to uh, what's known as ARCs. Um, These are schools where children with disabilities, mental, emotional disabilities, would go for learning, and they would read With Jasmine, people who are uncomfortable reading out loud can read to dogs. And so my mom did this um, and became kind of well-known in upstate New York for it. She was in the papers, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, Stephanie knew this happened, and she knew Jasmine passed, and she just sent these books to my mom about these dogs that go to the libraries and the children read to them. And it was so sweet. And My mom has a little trouble reading because of the blind spot from the stroke. So I read them to her last weekend and this weekend. And then my mom said, this is so nice. And my mom cried. And uh, we owe Stephanie a thank you note. And then my mom said, well, I think that I should create a library at my cottage and 
all the girls, meaning the caregivers, all the girls have kids and they can take the books home. They can sign them out. I'll start a library in the cottage. And then she said, can I ask Stephanie's permission to start a library? And I said, Stephanie's going to say yes to that idea. (laughs) So that's how thoughtful Stephanie is. We love Stephanie for that. Very grateful. Grateful to all of you. There's my attitude of gratitude. Well done, Scott. Oh, that's a nice new segment. Thank Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Stephanie. I know you two work together on that. That's awesome. All right. Here's a little dynamite. That I love that. I have no idea what they're saying. I just love the song. Uh, we'll be right back after this commercial. Hey everybody, it's Jim from the Jim Lanahan and Friends podcast. I hope you love the podcast as much as we love putting it together for you. But I have a favor to ask. If you've not already done so, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you find podcasts. And then, once you've subscribed, please rate our podcast five stars and leave us a quick review. Here's why I'm asking. Subscribing, rating, and commenting helps us immensely. When you do that for us, it helps new listeners find us more easily when they're looking for podcasts on their devices. And that, in turn, helps us grow our happy tribe of Jim Lanahan and Friends podcast listeners. Thank you in advance for subscribing. Thank you for listening to us every week. And of course, thank you for being a friend. You guys, welcome back from the commercial break. And um, we figured out what they're saying, those Korean boys. By the way, they're they're absolutely adorable, though. I recommend everybody go Google BTS because it's the perfect boy band. There's one for everybody. Oh, you want the Twinkie gay? Perfect. You want the Husky gay? Perfect. You want the straight one that dresses well? Perfect. You want the athletic straight? Perfect. Like, it's the, there is a somebody, something for everybody in that boy band is long as you enjoy delicious Korean men. What's the lyric, John? He said, or they say, shining through the city with a little funky soul. All right, you guys, let's get right into Dr. John Paul's segment. Let's go to the movies. Come on, Annie. Let's go to the movies. Welcome to 
So, take us to the movies. Okay, so... Since we literally cannot go to the movies, I have been watching a lot of films and TV, and I wanted to ask folks, did you all get a chance to watch the Hotel Cecil documentary oh, yeah. on yes. Netflix? Yes. Okay, yes. so we've gotten two yeses. Jam, PTS, or P... Uh, yeah. Nope, PTS. nope, PSL, GSD. sorry. I'm tired. <laughs> yes, GSD. Um, MSG. Thank you, I'll be calling. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like to be TLC or yeah. GPS. Thank you. <laughs> GPS would be my number Well, one. either Something way. Something tells me Dr. John's getting hungry. Getting, <laughs> that, by the way, no, actually, I'm is, not hungry this week. It's literally only a matter of minutes before John announces he's I'm not, <laughs> actually. I ate before we came on, oh, so I'm good. Oh. Um, but I was going to say, I've not so. seen it, and I probably won't, because it's scary, right? It's not no, like It's not, no, actually. It's not scary. It's not. It's okay. actually very informative. So there's a lot. So I don't want to give it away to listeners for those of you who do want to watch it because it is a great documentary. Yeah. Um, Netflix, they have a thing. About, they're, they're getting every single documentary right, in my yeah, opinion. They're killing it. What I wanted to ask or wanted to have a conversation about was there were a lot of, in my personal opinion from watching, there were a lot of things that just didn't feel right about kind of the way that the Hotel Cecil was being ran when it was in operation, um, even up to the way things kind of happened around the young woman who passed away. So I don't want to get into that. I wanted to ask, after watching that, what has been, and I'm just going to say this bluntly, what has been the most fucked up thing that you have seen in one of your lines of work? Like, is there some, so like going and talking about like stories of things that, like we were talking earlier in the show about things that, you know, people have done that were messy. What might be something that you may have seen in a job that was really messy? I'll share my story. I know for me, it was when I worked at Wendy's, there was this woman who came around all the time and she was the nastiest lady who I have ever met in my life. So the guy who worked on <laughs> the guy who worked on the grill, whenever he would hear her voice in our headsets, he would drop her chicken patty on the floor, mm -hmm. um, flip it over two times, put it back on the grill, and then throw it on her bun and send it out. Um, <laughs> And I would just watch and laugh. Um, but that's one of the things of many of working in fast food. Um, and so I just wanted to know if you all have any stories uh, from the times of your, your past work lives. I do. I don't. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's quite a depressing story, really, for some people. But And it involves... For some a, people. <laughs> yeah. It involves a celebrity... Um, so I don't know if I should say it or not. Jimmy, what's your, what's your call? If you, if it's gets to be too graphic or depressing, I will take the celebrity's name out and post. Okay. This is reason 909. You should join Jim Lanahan and friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because they are getting to hear the story. They're about to hear the entire story. So oh, I no. used to, I used to bartend in a place uh, called Cafe Fiorello, which was uh, right across the street from, um, Lincoln Center, like literally directly across the street from Lincoln Center. So we used to get a lot of celebrities, a lot of people doing plays, opera stars, all sorts of people. And um, Kathleen Turner was doing, uh, oh, wow. I believe it was uh, Mrs. Robinson. I believe she was on Broadway with Mrs. Ro doing Mrs. Robinson. And at this point, 
she was supposed to be on the wagon. You know, she was not supposed to be drinking. Uh, so, so the press said and her PR people and everything, she was, all, she was very sober. And she used to have her family come. They used to come in every night after the show. And it was her and about six other people, like her kids or whoever, like they were with her all the time, basically. So she would be, she would get up and leave the table and walk around the corner to the bar because she you couldn't see you couldn't see the table she was sitting at from the bar, and she would bang on she would knock on the bar like this to me, and I would turn around and she would go give me one come on give me one give me one like that and i would give her like um everybody stop scott's impression of kathleen turner (laughs) (laughs) i am screaming (laughs) okay pick it up pick it up from kathleen saying give me one give me one come on give me one give me one give me one come on give me one (laughs) (laughs) And so I would take a I would take a water glass um, and fill it about halfway up with straight vodka. And she would turn around. She would look around the corner, make sure nobody could see her. And she would throw she would throw back the shot of vodka, you know, like wipe her face off and everything and then go straight back to the straight back to the table with the family. And she used to do that every night about five times when she was sitting at, at dinner and it got to the point where we were, it was when we saw her coming, we were like, should we say something, you know, should we do, should we say, you know, Mrs. Turner, <laughs> we know you're on the wagon. We're not supposed to serve you. But every time she'd be like, just give me one. Come on, give me one, give me one, you know? And it was really, it was really sad, but there's my story. Um, I used to work, um, in HR at a medical facility. And part of my job would be um, anytime there was an incident in one of the OR rooms or with, with the medical staff, they would do like a um, investigation. And I had to type up the notes of that said investigation. Um, And there were a couple that were pretty interesting involving things that people said, but the one that I thought was the most egregious was, Apparently, one of the doctors had been having a discussion with one of the, a political discussion with one of the patients. I believe he was pro-Trump at the time, um, and the patient wasn't. And during the procedure, the doctor wrote in Sharpie on the guy's ass the name Trump while the guy was under. (laughs) Christine wins. (laughs) (laughs) what's nice about that is all he had to do was have the t removed Mm -hmm. by laser and then it's okay if your ass says rump yeah yeah totally pay good money for sweatpants Mm -hmm. that have things written on the back like Mm -hmm. my god Mm. i love this topic we all have such juice (laughs) give me one just give me one Was she in a turtleneck? Um, usually, she and you know, it's really it was really sad to see her fall apart because she back when I was a kid. I mean, body heat and like uh, romancing the stone. 
There was nobody oh, sexy. There song. was no one sexier oh, than Kathleen Turner. Oh man, those movies. I was no serial mom. Yep. Oh, serial mom. You serial mom. Yeah. Wait, isn't Christy? Doesn't she? Uh, the prank phone calls. Doesn't she say? Oh, she's like one oh one pussy way or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> serial mom. Uh, was, what is it, Dottie? Pussy willows, Dottie. Pussy willows. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you this story. I who knew we would talk about Kathleen so much? When I worked for Tony Bennett, we had a regular food delivery from a grocery store in New York called D'Agostino's. Oh, yeah. It's a lovely grocery in in, uh, Manhattan. So we had a regular delivery. He would come on Tuesdays. The order was always the same. By the way, I would order extra snack wells for me and the interns. They were delicious. Remember snack well cookies? I don't don't think they're even around anymore. Oh, they are. Not. Are they? Oh, no. Oh, God, they were good. That's uh, a chemical. Uh, like, literally the whole thing is just a chemical. My intern was a girl named Lisa. She's uh, one of my best friends now, Lisa Margaroli, and uh, we still think about those snack wells. But anyway, long short, um, our delivery guy was also Kathleen Turner's grocery delivery guy and he had the greatest stories but i can imagine he was drinking at the time and it was not pretty and sometimes he would get scared and just like he should open the door and be like what the fuck are you bringing me this for and he would just like drop it and run down the hall or like you know or he had strict orders unlike scott not to feed her addiction yeah so he would be oh, we, like, had, we didn't we didn't know what to do it's not like anybody told us yeah, no, please, you're not in charge of her life. That's the right. thing. But he, he was told by the managers who set up this order, do not bring alcohol into this house. So he would show up with like cold cuts and I don't know, snack well <laughs> cookies and Fritos. And Kathleen will be like, where the fuck is the wine and the beer, motherfucker? <laughs> like just screaming. And he would shake and leave. He was the sweetest little boy, you know, anyway. Oh, yeah. Everyone's got a kind really, of her story. Yeah, she, you know, and I used to bartend at two different places that she used to frequent. Wait, uh, what was the other I, restaurant? Fiorello's and where? There was a place called, it was on the Upper East Side. It was called Zarella's. And it was uh, authentic Oaxacan, like, uh, New York is song. so Italian. Fiorello's, Zarella's, you Zarella's know. Zarella's, it was uh, Oaxacan Mexican, actually. Oh, and the Oaxacan. food Good. was amazing. It was like five-star. Mm. And she used to come in and we were notorious for our uh, tequila menu and our margaritas. Like we had, you know, there were like 50 different types of margaritas on the menu and she would come in. And back then we had a smoking section. So she would sit in the smoking section of the bar, you know, sucking them down and throwing back margaritas like at 1130 in the morning. You know, it was just like, whoo. And I was like, when I left that job, I'm like, well, at least I don't have to serve Kathleen Turner anymore. And lo and behold, she shows up at Fierro's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you. Get a drink. Hey, Scott, can I ask you this? Did you ever go to that Chinese restaurant across the street called Ollie's Noodle House? 
Oh yeah, sure. Oh, that's my Ollie's favorite. Chinese in New York. It's my oh favorite. My God. So good. Was that the one with the bat in the back? Had up like two two levels. Levels, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Those scallion pancakes were so. Oh, good. the oh egg God. rolls, and then they yes. had an Ollie's on Forty Fourth, and you could access it. Stephanie, remember this? You could get there from the basement of fifteen oh one. You didn't even have to go outside, and I was like, you would end up like going through a back door into the kitchen mm. of Ollie's, and you would be back there with the wait staff and they wouldn't even care they'd be like hello yeah, be like, for yeah. two and i'm like i'm literally in the back <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh yes i mean there's nothing better than new york really come on oh let's, my let's god jonathan is like stephanie your stories and i'm like well which one am i like who am i gonna expose because one look at my resume and you're like oh but i will tell this one that i found out much later which was that um I, there were people on a show I worked on. So everything is unionized, right? And these very married, let's call them heads of departments, would be like, I'm too tired to go home. Mm-hmm. And they would have these few. So that meant that because of their union, production would have to get them a hotel room. And they would have these, let's just call them fueled with substance, Mm -hmm. evenings with many, many extras who had, Mm -hmm. you know, no words to say, but much to do. Mm -hmm. Norwegian hookers. Mm -hmm. Sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. What a crazy life. What a crazy life. That's how I got my sad card. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. John, do you have one that you want to share? Give me one. I did. I, I well, I did. In terms the Wendy's of earlier, like I said. Oh, the Wendy's. The that's Wendy's. right. By the way, we got so far off yeah. topic. I forgot yeah, where it started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I started with the Wendy's topic. Oh, I yeah. have other ones, but yeah. I'm always convinced that when I go to a drive-through, if I'm not 100% polite, they're fucking with my food. I'm always convinced of it. Yep. And let me tell you this. I'll say this and then we can move on. I had a friend. So I don't know if you remember when the Great Cheesecake Factory Awakening started in like the early 2000s, um, when everyone started going to Cheesecake Factory and thinking it was like a high scale place to eat. Um, There used to be a man who would come into the Cheesecake Factory where my best friend worked when we were in college and he would yell at her about his lobster. This is when they actually used to sell lobster. He would yell at her about her his lobster not being the right temperature, especially with like the butter and all of this stuff. So one time they allegedly, and I'm gonna say allegedly, so Cheesecake Factory don't come knocking on my door. Allegedly, the ser- my friend who was the server took the lobster and the butter to the back, and every single cook breathed on the lobster and the butter, put it under a hot light and sent it back out to him. So, yes, be nice to the people who cook your food. You know, uh, I mean, Christine, between us, did you just hear John say that the Cheesecake Factory is not a fancy restaurant? Uh, He totally lied. I didn't even hear anything he just said because after he said (laughs) I am completely incensed right now. I'm still waiting to go to one. I haven't been yet. God, you've never there, been to a cheesecake factory? Get a reservation? No. 
Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Have you been to Lux, though? They're owned by the same company. No. Lux is really nice. Lux is really nice. I'll tell you, though, to John, to your point, you go to a cheesecake factory now, and it feels a little bit like a dirty diner, like off the side of the road. The one in Santa there, uh, Didn't they go out of business? No. 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 Oh, God, no. They're at the Grove. They're at... Yeah. Um, the Americana. Mm. I've been to ones in many cities in the U.S. because when I travel with one of my business partners, it's like, uh, uh, what restaurant are we going to this fabulous city? You know that place where I like the egg rolls? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Cheesecake oh, Factory? We're in Boston. We're going to the Cheesecake Factory? Okay. Uh, Christine, again, I say this. Did you just hear Stephanie say that the avocado egg rolls are not delicious and world-class? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Okay, can I ask hey, a question? That's not what I said. I know, we're, I know we are so far left. Avocado <laughs> egg rolls, BJ's or Cheesecake Factories? Go. Okay, Christine, once again, I say, did you just hear Dr. John Paul say that the BJ's <laughs> egg rolls are at all comparable to no, the original not. avocado egg roll with the tamarind dipping oh sauce at the so Cheesecake good. Factory? <laughs> it's like I don't even know these people. Boy, Christine, this... next week, literally next week, Christine, it's the Jim and Christine podcast. I'm firing everybody. This is disgusting. This started with movies. This whole oh, wait a minute. This we are now talking about food. With a girl dying in a water tank. <laughs> I want to clarify. It wasn't that I said it were bad restaurants. I just thought if you're in a region, perhaps one would like to try the regional food, not the Every now and then, Stephanie's mic literally farts. Are you hearing it? Is everyone hearing it? <laughs> I'm going to say this and then we'll move on. Okay. The brown bread, the honey. You can get it at Ralph's. You can get it at Ralph's. You can get it at Ralph's. It's so delicious that you yes. can still buy it Maybe. at Ralph's. And I do. And I made French toast out of it this weekend. And I rubbed that French toast on the head of my penis. I love it so much. How do you make French toast with it? Is it is it the same like kind of hard like French size oh, loaf? Christine, or is it... let me walk you through it. You okay. can get it in the baguette. You can okay. get it in the rolls, or you can just get a loaf of normal bread. Oh, okay. They're giving you options, Christine. It's so good. How about on the East Coast, Christine? Can you get it there? Or uh, Stephanie on the East Coast? I'm not sure. I haven't. Let me just say this. I haven't okay. attempted it. Well, this I haven't is attempted it. Last day on the podcast. Thank you. To be to be clear, you know I have a phobia about going to the grocery store and the because in the like middle I of had, a pandemic, I'm like you yeah. go look for so it. I'm you like, know who would want you to get it? Get Kathleen the dark bread. Go get it. Get it. But I will say this when I when I took out when I took care of my cousin's house when they were out of town and both kids were home. I bought that bread and they literally came screaming at me, which for them was, you know, a lot of energy. They were like, oh my God, this is the Cheesecake Factory bread. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm like, I just got the good looking bread. So yeah. But yeah, it's delicious with some warm honey butter. You want to really change your life? Use the Hawaiian bread for, um, for, uh, French toast. That Hawaiian bread, that because they make it now in slices. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to walk you through the ultimate French toast. Here we go. <laughs> two slices of the Hawaiian bread in the middle, a smear of cream cheese. Oh my god! A tablespoon of Nutella. Squish the other Hawaiian bread on top of it. 
Dip that in a custard egg batter. I'm gonna say that again, custard egg batter. That was my grinder name at one point. Bring it out, lightly wipe off the excess of that batter, and then, with the most delicate of touches, give it a sprinkle of cinnamon. Put it in a pan that you have buttered. Not Pam, okay? Not a nonstick, an actual dollop of butter. Plop it in there, put it right on top of it, and then put another dollop of butter on top of that so that when you flip it, it's buttered on both sides. Take it out, put it on a plate. Drizzle warm Nutella over the top. Oh Drizzle God. warm marshmallow <laughs> over the top. And finish it with finely crushed Frosted Flakes. I need to go masturbate. <laughs> frosted Flakes? I think we found your OnlyFans content. That literally, that, you know, Christine and I have often joked that <laughs> my OnlyFans content would literally be me sexy talking about food, yeah. like, yeah. and then take that thick Hawaiian bread, <laughs> douse it in that custard. You should do that and then okay, just have Christine I'm never gonna knitting in the background. I'm just oh, like, I'm going to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> knitting. I'm never gonna lose weight, Jim. Christine, you knit. Never. I know. I, know. You I knew you did vintage needlepoint, but you knit too. I know how to knit and crochet, but I, I, I don't do it with that much regularity. Yeah, I'm like a you scarf will. level. Nothing. On OnlyFans, you will. <laughs> I did make a pussy hat for the, the march on Washington. Hey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, you guys. Um, well, we're, we're so off topic, but that was good shit. Let's go ahead now. Give me another and, one. <laughs> um, get into some feel good news. So, you guys, I thought we would take a moment to talk about a cock. A rooster, you guys. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. haven't we been doing that for 50 episodes? <laughs> Kimberly Johnston is really proud of her small town in Florida where she opened a small shop on Main Street. A few years back, she found a stray rooster and she rescued him. She named him Fred, and she brought him home to the store on Main Street. And Fred now lives outside of her store. He comes in during inclement weather. The local town people love Fred, okay? So, a few weeks ago, guess what happens? Some asshole steals Fred. What? It was the talk of the town. Where is Fred? Where is Fred? Everybody was hell-bent on figuring out what happened to the town cock. One local community member named Emma worked the neighboring businesses to uncover security footage that showed a man chasing Fred around the parking lot and eventually driving off with Kimberly's prized rooster. Well, the police knew the dude on the tape and they went right to his house. And the minute the guy saw the police outside, he folded like a leaf. He was like, here, you can have Fred the rooster back. I don't want him anymore. So now Fred is back 
inside Kimberly's store where he belongs. And Kimberly is very proud of how much the town cared for her cock. And I can't believe I'm saying this again. Don't take people's cocks without permission. Okay? Roosters or otherwise. It's not appropriate, people. We've seen it in the movies a million times. Don't touch other people's cocks. As I always say, use your superpowers for good. You can change the world when you actually set your mind to it. And by the way, I swear I did not make up that story. And I only added two cocks to that story. They actually had the word cock in that story. And I am living for it. So, thank you, Florida. What was he doing with... Fred, why did he steal him in the first place? I don't know. That's like really, you know, there's parts of Florida where the chickens just run around all the time. Like um, when I had an office in Tampa in Ybor City, the and roosters the and the chickens just run around Ybor City openly. And sometimes what? people get them and eat them. So no one has anything to say about the feel goods. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to know, like, why is, like, much like the question everyone's asking, like, why fucking steal a rooster? Yeah, why like, steal I don't know. Place? People, I don't, you call him. I don't know. I don't go to Florida. I'm a triple threat. I can't be going to the hot spot of COVIDs. Well, yeah. I understand that. I just was, like, glad that the Maybe rooster Maybe he just wanted return. Fred for himself, you know? Maybe yeah. he was just jealous like, of Fred. A boy, Maybe he know, wanted to snuggle with a cock. Every man loves a cock, you know. It's um, something I learned. In Usually their own cock, though, but mostly. Well, know. not every boy wants to play with their own cock all the time, Scott. Okay? There are some boys who like to play with other people's cocks. Scott, where can people find you on social media? On Twitter and Facebook. Thank you for asking, Jimmy. You're welcome. You can find me at Scotty Sheldon on Instagram. If you want to just follow me, uh, I'm doing a series for Black History Month, which is a lot of fun. You can check that out at Scott A. Sheldon. Uh, if you're looking for what I'm doing acting-wise, it's Scotty Sheldon, the actor. And if you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Los Angeles County, it's Scotty Sheldon, the realtor. Where can we learn more about Dr. John Paul Higgins? Same. You can find me everywhere you stalk your exes by using the handle at Dr. John Paul. You can also visit my new website, Fighting Marsha's for Scott's Love.com. <laughs> um, John, did you see a video that Marsha posted today that she took oh, undercover God. of Scott driving through the desert singing? Um, I did not. Oh, check it out because Scott looks yummy and Marsha looks in love, and you're gonna be pissed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just happy that he has Marsha. It makes me I, uh, very happy. That was really that. That was I can't. I, she pulled that out of nowhere because that was like twenty. That was before I had cancer, so that was like twenty seventeen. Mm. Oh wow! You see, she still had her dreads. I don't know if you noticed. She still yeah. had her dreads. By the yeah. way, today uh, you all might remember friend of our show, Mark Mester, dreamy, 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 news anchor here in L.A. Uh, who I always flirt with openly, and he is very good about it. So he got his new girlfriend roses today. She posted them online. And I wrote the girlfriend and I said, you fucking bitch, just flaunting <laughs> this in my face. He didn't get me fucking 
anything. And I put like nine G's on anything. And then I put wink. And she wrote back, she said, Jim, I'm so sorry. They must have gotten lost in the mail to you. I'll go yell at him right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Awesome. (laughs) So funny. Hey, Christine, where can we find more Mistress Christine? You can find her at C Cinecore on Twitter and Facebook, on Instagram, Christine Cinecore, and my website also, ChristineCinecore.com. You know what I would like? Mistress Toby action. (laughs) (laughs) Your cat in leather gear would be fun. (laughs) He does have the personality for it. Yeah. PSL. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chicky Laugh, C-H-I-C-K-Y-L-A-F-F, for lots of pictures of my dog, Billy. You can find him at Billy the Rescue Pup on Instagram. Now, remember, if you have a suggestion for a yummy yummy, DM me on Instagram, and maybe it'll land on the show. You can find me at jimlanahan.com. Learn about all my projects there, including life coaching. And on Instagram, I am at jimlanahan. Don't forget to look up the podcast group on Facebook and on Instagram. It is Jim Lanahan and Friends Podcast Group. All right, you guys, that's another fun-filled episode of the Number 50 A-F-I. in the can. I mean, we did it, Joe! We turned 50! Kick and I stretch! <laughs> Thanks for being a part of the show, you guys, for 50 episodes. Thanks to everybody for supporting the show, our friends with benefits, our contributors, everybody that got a cameo, uh, people that really go above and beyond, our sweet Kathy Nordquist, our Carol Loves Cats. You know, there are people that just promote, promote, promote us because they love us. And I just wanted to just say thank you. And uh, here's to 50 more, you guys. We're on our way. Yay. We'll be back with everyone on Monday. Until then, take care of yourself. You know why. So you can take good care of others because that's our most important job. Bye. That was awesome.